In these few weeks before Christmas, we've been using John 3.16 as kind of our uh, foundation, our starting point for these messages. John 3.16, one of the most famous verses in the Bible, but I think also one of the most precious because it shows us the great gift that has been given to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we've been talking about the theme of the gift of Christ. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so we looked and we saw that the gift of Christ is motivated by the love of God, that there was nothing in us that brought Christ down. Nothing in us that caused God to send Christ to us, but it all arose out of his own heart of love, his own gracious disposition. We also saw that the gift of Christ is a sacrificial gift and that God sent Christ to be our redemption, to redeem us from bondage to sin and to give us salvation. And last week we looked at the fact that Jesus Christ is the sole object of our faith. John 3.16 says that whoever believes in him has eternal life, has salvation. And so Jesus is the sole object of our faith. It's not how faithful we are, it's how faithful he is. It's not how strong our faith is, but it is the object of our faith, where we put our faith in. And so Jesus is the object of our faith. And then this morning, I want us to focus on the last part of John 3.16, and that is what Christ grants to us through faith in him, and that is eternal life with God. Eternal life with God. And the first thing that I want us to think about this morning is that Jesus, the Son of God, is the genesis of all life. The idea of genesis is the idea of a source or of a beginning. And there is... The the scriptures teach us that Jesus, the eternal word, the eternal son of God, was there with God in the beginning, is equal with God, and was instrumental, was the agent of God in creation itself. And so there would be no life apart from the son of God. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning and through him, all things were made without him. Nothing was made that has been made. In other words, there would be no creation. There would be no life at all without Jesus, the son of God. And then verse four goes on to say in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And so Jesus is the source. He is the genesis of all life, of all life on earth, all of creation. All of it has its source in God and in his son, the eternal son of God. Hebrews chapter one agrees with what John chapter one said in Hebrews chapter one, verses one through three. It says in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he also made the universe. 
So Jesus, the Son of God, is the agent of God the Father in the creation of the universe. He is the Word. God spoke, right? God said, let there be light, and there was light. Jesus is that Word, that agent of creation that brought the universe into existence. And Hebrews 1.3 goes on to say, The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful Word. In other words, creation would cease to exist. Life would cease to exist without the sustaining Word of Jesus Christ. Colossians 1 also teaches us of this providential upholding ministry of Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.15 says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created. There's the creation of Jesus there in the, in the agent, being the agent of creation. Through Him all things were made, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and for Him. And then verse 17 says, He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. All things consist. In other words, without Jesus, there would be no creation. And without Jesus, the creation that is would cease to exist. He brought it into being, and He sustains its being. He upholds it by His powerful Word. So Jesus, the Son of God, is the genesis of all life. Secondly, the scriptures teach us that Jesus, the Son of God, is the giver of new spiritual life. Jesus, the Son of God, is the giver of new spiritual life. So Jesus is the source of all physical life on earth, in the universe. But in a very special way, he is the giver of spiritual life. That those who were dead in their trespasses and sins have been brought to new birth, new spiritual life through the power of Jesus Christ. We read a little bit of this in the text that I read during our scripture reading earlier in John chapter 5. John 5 verse 21 says, For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so, the Son gives life to whom He is pleased to give it. Now, that is moving into a special arena of life. That, that's not just talking about the life that everyone has in terms of being alive, physically alive and breathing. That giving of life from the Son is a spiritual life in which he raises the spiritual dead, the spiritually blind, the spiritually deaf, and gives them spiritual eyes to see, spiritual ears to hear. He gives them spiritual life. John 5, verse 25 says, Very truly I tell you, a time is coming and has now come. In other words, Jesus is talking about the present in the day that he lives. It has come that the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. Now, a little bit later in John 5, we'll look at this in a few moments, Jesus references the resurrection from the grave. But this is not what he's talking about in verse 25. In verse 25, he's talking about the resurrection from being spiritually dead. 
that those who hear the voice of the Son of God, their souls, their spirits arise and they become alive, awakened to the truth of who Jesus is and that salvation is found in him. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Jesus is the giver of new spiritual life. We read in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. This describes all of us in our natural condition. We were dead in our transgressions and our sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, that is the devil, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. And like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. That is the condition, the natural condition of all humanity. Dead in our sins and our transgressions and under the wrath of God and deserving of the wrath of God. Held in bondage to our own desires and cravings and the ways of the world. But, Ephesians 2, 4, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. That is that new life that I'm talking about. It is a different kind of life from the physical life that all human beings have. It is a spiritual life that is only given by grace from God through the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus, the Son of God, is that giver of new spiritual life. Thirdly, Jesus, the Son of God, is the grantor of eternal life that begins now in the present age. Jesus, the Son of God, is the grantor of eternal life that begins in the present age. John 5.24, we read this just a few minutes ago. John 5.24, very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me, has. Okay, go back to your grammar days. Is that past, present, or future? That's present, right? Has, in the present, eternal life. And will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. In other words, there is a, a transition that happens In this giving of new birth, in the salvation that Jesus gives, there is a transition from the realm of death to the realm of life. And that begins at the moment of regeneration, at the moment of that new spiritual life. Eternal life begins there and goes on for eternity. So eternal life is not something that begins later. Eternal life for the people of God begins now. And it is a gift, a a guarantee from Jesus Christ to those who have been given new spiritual life and who believe in his name. 
right now, new life. John 3.18, whoever believes in him is in the present not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they've not believed in the name of God's one and only son. John 3.18 is talking about in the present. Those who believe are not in the present condemned. Those who do not believe still in the present remain under condemnation because they have not believed in the name of the Son of God. Romans 8.1 says, Therefore there is now in the present no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 1 John 3.14 We know that we have passed from death to life. Now, that's past tense. In other words, at a moment in our lives, in the past, when the Spirit of God worked in us and we believed in Jesus Christ, we passed, we moved from the realm of death to the realm of life. And now, in the present, we are in the realm of life. We have passed from death to life because we love each other. In other words, that's an evidence, that's a sign of the new birth. And that we are alive in Christ. Anyone who does not love remains in death. So you're either in death or you're in life. And it's whether or not you have believed in the name of the Son of God. 1 John 5, 11 and 12. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. Again, that's looking to what God has already given us. He's given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has in the present, life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not in the present have life. John 10.10 The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Have it in abundance. In other words, the life that Jesus grants to his people, the eternal life that Jesus grants begins now in the present when we are given that new birth from the Holy Spirit of God. That means that you can't lose your salvation. Because if eternal life begins now at the new birth and goes on for eternity, but that at some point later in your life you can lose that, then it really wasn't eternal, was it? That's not very eternal if you can lose it along the way. That's why I said eternal life is not something that is given later. It is something that is given now for those who are in Christ. And your eternal life begins at the moment that you are transferred from the realm of death into the realm of life by the power of God. So the Son of God is the grantor of eternal life, and that begins now in the present age. But fourthly, Jesus, the Son of God, is the guarantor of of eternal life in the age to come. Jesus, the Son of God, is the guarantor of eternal life in the age to come. Not only does he give us life now, and that eternal life begins in this present age, but it's because of Jesus that we have the guarantee that we will spend eternity with God in a new heavens and a new earth in a new age that Jesus will inaugurate when he returns to this earth. In the passage that we read earlier, John 5, 
Jesus says, verse 28, do not be amazed at this. In other words, everything that he's been coming, everything that he's been saying about the son giving life. Do not be amazed at this for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. That's resurrection, right? That, that's bodily resurrection from the grave. Those who have done what is good will rise to live. Those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. In other words, in Jesus Christ, there will be at one point in time in the future when he returns, there will be a, a general resurrection of all. And all will stand before Jesus Christ. And in this passage in John 5, Jesus references the fact that all judgment has been entrusted to the Son. And so all will rise from the graves and all will stand before Jesus, the Son of God, as the judge of all the earth. And he will separate them into the sheep and the goats. The sheep, those on his right hand, will go into eternal life and eternal joy. While those who are on his left, the goats, will go into eternal condemnation because of their wickedness and their refusal to believe in Jesus, the Son of God. But Jesus is the judge, which means that if you are in Jesus Christ, by the power of the Spirit, by the grace of God, through faith in him, then he is not only the judge, but he is also your representative on the last day. How would you like that? How would, how would you like to stand in a courtroom and have your defense attorney also be the judge? That'd be a pretty neat system, wouldn't it? Jesus Christ is your representative. He is your advocate. He is standing before the, the judge on your behalf, and he's also the judge. And you will not come into condemnation. Because you've already passed from death to life. Why? Because you are in Christ. He is the guarantor of eternal life in the age to come. John 6.40 Jesus says, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life and I will raise them up at the last day. Those who are in the Son of God, those who have been granted to the Son by the Father, Jesus comes for them. He gives His life for them. They believe in His name. They hear His voice and they follow Him. And on the last day, He will raise them up to eternal life in a new heavens and a new earth. John 10, verse 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Never. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. That's a guarantee from the Son of God that those who are in him will have eternal life. Forever and ever in the presence of God. That's the promise of John 3.16, isn't it? That those who believe in Jesus Christ, those who believe in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So Jesus is the source of all life on earth. 
He is the, the giver of new spiritual life, awakening people from their sins and their spiritual death to new life in the spirit. He is the one who grants the gift of eternal life and causes us to be transferred from the realm of condemnation and death and judgment to the realm of life and hope and faith. And because of what he has done for us on the cross of Calvary, because he has risen from the dead and conquered death and the grave, and because he has promised it with his own word, we will, everyone who is in Christ, have eternal life with God guaranteed by Jesus Christ. Now, there are all kinds of guarantees that we have in this world. Companies can offer you a warranty. They can offer you a lifetime guarantee. But guess what? Those companies can go out of business, right? And those guarantees aren't worth much if that company goes out of business. People can make promises and guarantees that they do not and cannot keep. Jesus, when he makes a decree, when he makes a guarantee, he fulfills it because he's the son of God and he does not lie and he does not renege on his word, but he remains faithful. So we have been guaranteed eternal life through Jesus Christ. That's something to be hopeful in this Christmas season. Jesus has been given to us by God. It's the greatest gift that could ever be given. It was motivated by pure, flawless, boundless, infinite love. From God the Father. It was given sacrificially, and Jesus willingly took upon himself our humanity and our shame and our guilt for our redemption. Jesus then says, Come to me, all you who are in labor and heavy heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And you'll find rest for your souls. And so Jesus is the object of our faith. And all who come to him and trust in him and place their lives on him, the cornerstone, they are given life. New spiritual life, new life, eternal life that begins now and life that is guaranteed for all of eternity because it's guaranteed not by us, not by our works or our faithfulness. It's guaranteed by the faithfulness and the power of the Son of God. My prayer is that if you have not anchored your soul to the Lord Jesus Christ in faith, that you would do so today as the Spirit opens your eyes to see that in Jesus is new life. And for all of us who are in Christ, I hope that that we will be reminded this Christmas season of the great gift that we've been given. And when we see that little baby in the manger, let's not just see it as a baby in the manger, but let's see it as a gift from God And a boy who grows up and becomes our redemption and then becomes our hope for eternal life. In him is life. And that life was the light of all mankind. So may we look to him this Christmas season in faith. Let's bow in prayer together. Our gracious Father in heaven, we thank you with all of our hearts, for the gift of Christ. We will never, because of our finite minds and the effects of sin in our hearts, we will never be able to fully grasp the immensity of the gift that has been given to us. 
But Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes and our hearts to, in a greater way, in a deeper way, appreciate the gift that you've given to us and, and lead us to worship. Father, thank you for Christ. Thank you that he came to redeem us, to set us free from our bondage, enslavement to sin, its guilt, and its condemnation, and to give us eternal life, that we may spend all of eternity with our Creator, with our Savior, in joy and in perfect righteousness and peace, forever and ever. We thank you, Father. Lord, bless your people. Bless us as we worship you today in this Christmas season. Father, may you be honored. May your grace, your gift be exalted. And we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen.